0: Hi, I'm Lesha Holzaffel and you're listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast, a podcast for moms who are ready to lose the weight they want without gaining it back by learning the holistic approach to nutrition and how our brains determine our long-term success. Welcome to the Fit Mom Squad. Welcome back to the Fit Mom Squad podcast. Today on the show, we have a special guest, Samantha Gladish. Samantha is a registered holistic nutritionist, weight loss coach, hormone fixer upper, and author of Amazon bestseller, The 30 Day Hormone Solution. She is also host of one of Canada's top-rated podcast, Healthy Hormones for Women. She is the founder of HolisticWellness.ca, a website dedicated to helping women lose weight and balance their hormones with delicious food. Her philosophy is that through changing the way we eat, think, move, and care for our bodies, we can heal ourselves and live a life of more power and possibility. Her passion for business is an extension of her work as a health coach, which led her to develop her own online business mentorship program for practitioners and nutritionists. Samantha speaks internationally on all things health, wellness, and entrepreneurship, and in her spare time, you can find her baking up a delicious, healthy treats in her kitchen. So in this episode, we're going to talk about hormones, and specifically thyroid and cortisol and the connection between them. So if you're at all interested in hormones or if you have issues with thyroid or too much stress in your life, make sure that you really pay attention to this episode. You might want to take some notes. Um, Samantha shares lots of valuable tips. So here we go. Welcome to the show, Samantha. Thanks so much for having me here today. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, about who you are and what you do kind of to let our audience know who you are?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I am an online nutritionist and I specialize in weight loss and women's hormonal health. And, uh, I actually run two legs to my business cause I have our nutrition side of coaching, but we also do run a business mentorship as well. So I do coach a lot of practitioners and nutritionists in the, in the business space as well. So we've got two different legs to my business and, um, yeah, I mean, I've been in the online space now uh, for the past six to seven years, give or take. And I've been coaching women in weight loss and hormone health for about 15 years. So it's been pretty awesome. And um, hormones mean a lot of different things. So when I say, you know, coaching hormones and supporting women with hormones, you know that can look like low thyroid function, fertility, uh, PMS, menopause, adrenal health. You know, there's there's a lot of things that encompass that. So, uh, so yeah. So I coach women online globally and uh, do a lot of recipe development. maybe if you follow me on Instagram, you see all the baking that I do. (laughs) Uh, I love to bake. I just, it's such a creative outlet for me and I just love to cook too. So I always love to um, just get in the kitchen and get creative. It really is a way that, um, you know, that I just unleash my creative energy, but it's also, it's just a way to really show women that eating well and eating healthy and taking care of your hormones doesn't need to be bland and boring and it can really be delicious.
0: Yeah, I actually just read your book, The 30-Day Hormone Solution, and I loved it. Oh, thank uh, you. But as I was reading the beginning, because it's kind of like half book and then half recipes, which right. by the way, all the recipes look amazing. I already tried a few. But uh, if, yeah, if you don't have the book, make sure you pick up a copy. But I loved your story in the beginning. Can you share a little bit about your story? Because as I read it, I just felt like, oh my God, this girl sounds like me. Mm. Like your your story, how you got into hormones and your own personal hormonal issues. Can you just share that for a little bit with our audience?
1: Yeah, of course. So, you know, I often feel that a lot of practitioners get into the health and wellness space because of their own issues with their own health and wellness, right? And so i you know, I was always really innately interested in food and nutrition and health and wellness just from like a really young age. So as a little girl, like I grew up, especially with like my mom, she she made home cooked meals all the time. Like she cringed at prepackaged food. Like everything was made from scratch. And then even my grandmother, like uh, if anybody babysat me, it was my grandmother. And then she made everything from scratch. So like just this like real Connection I always had to to food and home cooked food and so uh, my interest in in nutrition began at, at a really young age. And I would spend time out in the garden and uh, just like out even with my grandfather in his garden. Like he was more into like making wine and stuff like that. But with the grapes that he grew, but it was so amazing just to like eat his fresh grapes that he grew. You know, it was so amazing. And so. I always have this connection to to food, and as I got older and in my teenage years, as i 'm sure it happens with most teenagers you know your your healthy habits die hard because you 're with your other friends and you're eating fast food, and you know you, you don't really you don't really think about how nutrition is impacting your health and so i looking back, like I ate a pretty carbohydrate-rich diet. Um, I think a lot of people, when they think about carbohydrates or when they think about sugar in general, they think about cookies and cakes and treats and things like that, but like bread and rice and wraps and, you know, what, like carbohydrates, sugar comes in so many different forms, right? And so I definitely was a bit of a sugar and carb addict uh, without even really realizing it. And I suffered with a ton of PMS issues, like tons of like migraines, headaches, cramping, bloating. Um, It just felt terrible when I got my period. I mean, I was lucky in the sense that like my period was for the most part, pretty easy breezy and like light and um, didn't last very long, but the symptoms that came with it was just not very enjoyable. And I also had a lot of digestive issues. Um, I always felt really bloated and... um, and so it wasn't until I started to, I'd say like in my, in my mid-20s was when I really started to dive deeper into like the physiology of my body and how the food I was eating was impacting my health and my hormones. And, and so it was learning that that I then started to make a really big sort of transformation uh, with what I was eating, and really started to dive into like what it meant to eat an anti-inflammatory diet, and just trying to be more conscious of getting my carbohydrates from vegetables. And so I just really started to make this transition, and that had such uh, an impact on my symptoms and how I was feeling. Um, and the other thing too is, you know, at 17 years old, I was also put on the birth control pill because, as most young women go through, right? They go through all these symptoms with their period, uh, whether it's irregularity or whether it's cramping or whatever it shows up as. And then you go to your doctor and you're handed a pack of pills. And so I saw a lot of my friends at the time in high school, they were on the pill and I was like, well, they seem to have easy breezy cycles. Like I'm going to go on the pill. So I remember going to my doctor and just suggesting that I, you know, maybe I should go on the birth control pill. And like, no questions asked. He handed me a pack of pills. I started on them that day. And I, it wasn't until many years later when I was actually studying nutrition and in nutrition school that I really realized the detriment of being on the pill and what I had been doing to myself. And so I stopped taking them and even took, you know, an even bigger transformation on optimizing my hormonal health through nutrition and, and supplements. And, um, And yeah, that's, that's kind of part of the journey there.
0: So why do you think so many women have issues with their hormones? Like what are some of the signs and symptoms that we have issues and why is it so prevalent now more than ever? Yeah. So that's
1: a really great question. So Signs and symptoms that are going to show up is really going to differ from woman to woman. And so this could be, for example, with your period. You might have irregular cycles. You might have a very heavy flow. Um, In my case, I had a lot of cramping. I had a lot of breast tenderness. I had a lot of migraines and headaches, um, a lot of stomach and and digestive issues, Um, just like a real sluggish digestion. You know, it could show up as fatigue. It could show up as brain fog. It might show up as weight gain or weight loss. Um, There's a host of symptoms that could really come from having hormonal imbalances. And some of the things that are really causing these imbalances, again, that's going to differ across the board. But typically, nutrition, that's going to play a really big role, you know, what you're eating um, or more so what you're not eating. And so, Gluten, dairy, sugar, you know, these are going to be some of the really big culprits that are going to be very inflammatory, cause a lot of digest- digestive distress, um, going to impair detoxification. And detoxification is huge because your liver methylates and detoxes your hormones. So if you're eating a really crappy diet and fast food diet and a lot of sugar, and your liver's got to detox and break this all down. It also has to break down those hormones. You're, you're going to kind of overwhelm the liver and how you're detoxing those hormones is going to, uh, show up symptomatically. And so nutrition plays a really big role. Stress plays a really, really big role. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're working like a, a busy nine to five or you hate your job, that takes such an emotional toll on you. Um, you know, not, not even just nine to five. So many people are are working like 9am nine, 9 a.m. to 9pm, right? And they're just overworking and they're overstressed and they're just filling up their plate with so much and then they're last on the list. And then this leads into not sleeping very well. And like this whole cycle just kind of begins and then you're not sleeping well. So now you have more cravings and then you start eating bad food and uh, you don't have time for exercise. And it's just like, it all just kind of, uh, you know, your health just kind of falls to the wayside. And then imagine this happening one year, three years, five years, 10 years down the road. Imagine what's going to show up for you at that point, right?
0: Yeah. By that point, it's like all things at once. Yes. Which is what happened to me because everything you just said was totally me, like working all the time and putting myself last and even though I was eating healthy, um, the stress part got a hold of me. And I ended up having not only issues with my cortisol, but now I recently found out that I have thyroid issues. So I wanted to ask you about this, because I'm also very curious myself, like, what is the connection between cortisol and thyroid? Which one? Is it like a chicken or the egg situation? (laughs) Like, which one comes first? Because when I found this out, it was like, everything at once. And on top of that gut, which you talked about how digestion plays a role, but what is the connection there? And when we find out that we have one or the other, like which one do we tackle first? Do we tackle both of them at once? Like what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And I can totally see why some women might kind of be like confused by it all. Cause yeah, hormones are tough to navigate. Right. So with the adrenals, you know, when the adrenals are functioning sort of high, like at, like at a really high rate, um, like when the adrenals are up, it will force the thyroid to go down. So when you have one that's up, one will go down and they really communicate with each other, the adrenals and the thyroid. So, you know, your thyroid is what governs your metabolism in your body. It's, it's what governs how things move in your body. It's almost like the thermostat of your body as well. So when we talk about like how things are kind of like moving through the body, I know no one can see me, but I'm kind of like shaking. <laughs> I don't know why I do that when I say that, but like when you, yeah, when things are moving through the body, um, think about your digestion, right? Like food has to move through your digestive tract and then out your and out the bowels, right? Um, and your ovaries as well. Your thyroid governs the the metabolism of your ovaries, so it impacts fertility. Uh, it impacts brain health and your sort of cognition. It, it impacts so many things, and so when you have the the adrenals being overloaded and you've got this high cortisol going on, then it's basically sending this stress signal to the body, and it goes on to communicate with the thyroid to be like, listen, thyroid. Like we got to deal with this stress. Like it's serious. You know we we can't we can't focus on digestion right now. We can't focus on fertility right now. Like we can't we can't even think clearly right now. So like you're gonna have to shut down your output so that we can have more energy and output for the adrenals. Um, that's kind of what's happening. Is that the adrenals are kind of coming on board and being like, yeah, we're on fire. Our cortisol is high. We got stress going on. You know, this is, this is serious, so we can't have all, all these other bodily functions going when we got this cortisol that we got to take care of. Um, so that's, you know, kind of, in a nutshell, what's really essentially happening. So when the adrenals are up, the thyroid's going to be down. When it comes to supporting, what do you support? The adrenals or the thyroid? Essentially, you want to support both. So as somebody who has autoimmune Hashimoto's, and for many people who may not know what that means... It basically means that my immune system is attacking my thyroid gland. So Hashimoto's is an autoimmune condition. Autoimmune means basically your immune system, it's attacking something in your body. So rheumatoid arthritis, it means it's attacking your joints, right? Um, so So in my case with my thyroid, not only is there a hypothyroid issue going on, a low thyroid function, but there's also an autoimmune component um and that alone is it's a big stressor to the body right and so my adrenals are they're dealing with a lot and my adrenal output is also slowing down my thyroid output and so i need to and all women really in that low thyroid state you really want to address both because the more you can optimize your adrenal function, the better you'll be able to optimize your thyroid function and and vice versa.
0: So how do we go about optimizing our adrenal function to then optimizing thyroid?
1: Yeah. So good question. So number one, I think uh, just specifically looking at the thyroid, it's really important that women get a full thyroid panel tested. That's really the first place to start. If you know that you have a low thyroid, but you've only been tested for your TSH, which is your thyroid stimulating hormone, you want to go and get a full thyroid panel tested.
0: Why is thyroid so undiagnosed? There's millions of women that have thyroid issues, but they don't know it because they go to the doctor and they only check TSH and the doctor says, oh, your level is fine, you don't have an issue with your thyroid, sends them home, whatever, or it gives them an antidepressant. And so what does that look like getting a full panel? What does that entail? And if your doctor doesn't do that, how do we find a doctor that does?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So basically with your, you know, within the medical system, their testing is very outdated. And so that's why so many women are going undiagnosed with thyroid issues. So they're only using TSH as the sort of baseline for testing thyroid. And your TSH is your thyroid stimulating hormone. So it's not going to give you the full picture of what's actually going on with your thyroid. You want to look at your free T4. You want to look at your free T3, which is your active thyroid hormone. Um, You want to look at your reverse T3. Uh, Which is basically your storage of T3. And if we see that that's really high on somebody's labs, then we often know that the adrenal, yeah, (laughs) you raised your hand there. That's me. Um,
0: That's my problem right now. It's like super high.
1: Okay, yeah. So that's when we know the adrenals really need some more support. Um, So, yeah, adrenals play a really big role there when we see high RT3. And then you also want to look at your antibodies. So your anti-TPO and your anti-TG. So those are the six labs that you want to get tested. This takes a full picture and a full look over the thyroid. Your TSH might be in the normal range. Now, based on where you live in your country, it, those ranges can change. But for example, the standard testing you know, for TSH is anywhere from like 0.2 all the way up to like 5.0. So if you are feeling exhausted, you can't sleep, you have brain fog, you are gaining weight, you're feeling maybe achy joints or pain in your body that you didn't feel before, maybe you have hair loss that's happening, your skin's dry, you've got all these symptoms that are showing up and you go to the doctor and you're just like, I don't feel well, I'm gaining weight, I'm so tired, like I can't get through the day, like what's going on, my moods are impacted. And they test your TSH. But if your TSH comes back at, say, I don't know, 2.5, well, you're within the range. So the doctor will say to you, oh, oh, you're fine. No, your thi- your thyroid's not the problem. Your thyroid's not why you're gaining weight or why you're feeling that way. And they'll just send you on your way. Maybe they'll prescribe you some birth control and some antidepressant and send you on your way, right? But they're missing the boat. They're not actually looking at your active thyroid hormone. They're not looking at that reverse storage. They're not looking at the antibodies and the antibodies are so important because most women who have hypothyroidism, about 95% of women with hypothyroidism, the reason they have that is due to autoimmune Hashimoto's. So every single client that we work with, when they when we go and do their thyroid testing, we are always adding in the antibodies just to rule out an autoimmune condition. And so, so much of it goes missed and you go to your doctor thinking you're going to get some answers and solutions and well, you don't. Um, And you walk out there with prescriptions that aren't really going to serve you well. And yeah, and and that's just unfortunate. And so if you go to your medical doctor and they don't run those tests, number one, I always say to women, demand it. You should demand for your doctor to run the tests, so write them down on a piece of paper, go to your doctor, show them and say, this is what I need. And if your doctor questions you, I would, you know, sometimes at, at specific labs, like you have to pay for some of those antibody testing and, and the free T3 or the reverse, reverse T3 testing, like no matter what, you have to pay for some of those. And I would just be clear, like if you're willing to pay for them, then tell your doctor, I'm willing to pay for it. I don't care the cost. Like, let's do this. Run me the full panel. And if your doctor doesn't, it is time to go seek some support somewhere else. Uh, For myself, you know, I'll be quite honest. I don't have, I I go to a naturopath and I just pay out of pocket. Every three to four months, I pay out of pocket. I get my lab requisition and I go to the lab and I do my full panel because I know the song and dance that I'm going to get when I go to my medical doctor and I, it just, it's a waste of my time driving over there and trying to ask for it. It's so,
0: unfortunate that it is. it's like that. And I hope yes. that the system changes, but um, you got to do what you got to do. You got to get proper testing to find yeah, absolutely.
1: out. Absolutely. And I will add to that, that your vitamin D levels should be tested as well. Cause that plays a really big role in your immune health and your thyroid health and everything and hormones. Um, check your ferritin levels is really important. If your doctor will test magnesium, that's important your CRP for inflammation, that would be great. Like if you can get all of these panels tested, that would be really incredible because the other thing to keep in mind too is that it's one thing to get the testing, but it's a whole other ball game to have it interpreted appropriately. And that's where the issue lies too. So maybe your doctor will run some of these labs, but then you get the labs back and he's like, oh, you're within range. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Where are you in the range? Are you too high? Are you too low? What does that look like? So having your labs interpreted appropriately, that's what's really, really key, because then you can have real strategy and a real protocol put in place for you.
0: Okay, so let's say someone goes, they get their full thyroid panel, they have problems with their T3 or reverse T3. They also have adrenal issues what do they do? Do they go on hormone replacement therapy? Do they attack the adrenals first? I know you said both at once, but like, what are the steps after you find that out?
1: Yeah. Okay. Great question. So number one, yes, you want to get some adrenal support, especially if you see that RT3 really, really high. So adrenal support can mean going on some really great adaptogenic herbs. It's hard to say like what exactly, because, um, Everybody is so bio-individual, but there's some really great adaptogenic herbs and uh, rhodiola, ashwagandha, um, even medicinal mushrooms. These are all really, really beneficial. Um, It might mean you need to go on an adrenal, um, what is it, with the uh, porcine? I, why can't I think of the name right now Uh, with like the, I wish uh, I could help you, but Oh, that's okay. (laughs) Like the adrenal uh, gland, the actual adrenal gland basically. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So even, you, And that's, if it's too high or it's already burned out that you would take the adrenal glands. Uh
1: It can depend. It can really, really depend. So that's why sometimes doing your adrenal testing would also be really important too. Um, yeah. Cause again, it can be so bio-individual, but adaptogens are going to be really great. There are even some really great homeopathics that can work really, really well for the adrenals, but bottom line, you really want to start including some sort of herbs and some therapy to really heal those adrenals. Now, the other thing to keep in mind is that it's not all supplements. They serve one part of this very big complex puzzle. So your sleep is going to play a really big role. If you're not sleeping well, you are not healing. And so you really want to make sure that you are integrating really important boundaries around your self-care and around your nighttime routine and sleep that is so essential. Um, your sleep really is what's going to help you rejuvenate and re and detox and sort of reset your hormonal health. And, it's really important that you focus on your sleep. So sleep is going to be essential as well. And then also just looking at other aspects in your life in terms of self-care. Are you overworking? Are you overdoing it? Um, Do you need to delegate some things out? Do you need to take a personal day? Do you need to, you know, like what does that actually look like? Um, Do you need to, you know, have this new routine in the evening and it's a hot bath and then in bed with your book? Like I don't know what it looks like but sitting in front of Netflix with a glass of wine ain't going to be the solution.
0: I think I need like a personal month, not a
1: person. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. A day won't do much. It is what we do long-term and, 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 you know, over time. Um, but that is something that really does need to be addressed because we can't just pile on a bunch of supplements thinking that's going to fix everything and then go back off to our 80 hour work week. It, It doesn't work that way. Right. So, um, you really have to implement healthy self-care boundaries and know when to say yes and when to say no to things and that's something i had to get really good with myself you know especially as an entrepreneur and a business owner doing all of the things on my own and recognizing that i needed support and i needed a team and i needed to delegate things out and i can't do it all and if i shut down the computer at six o'clock it's okay it's still gonna be there the next day nothing's gonna fall apart um i always remind myself that like nothing is an emergency like just chill out nothing is an emergency it's okay that i get to it a day later um so you know these are just some like mindset shifts or things that you might have to reframe for yourself um and that's really important because that will have a really big impact And something else too that has a huge positive impact on your adrenals is going outside in nature. So just going for a daily walk and being exposed to the natural light, whether it's sunny outside or cloudy outside, I mean, that's what sets your circadian rhythm. So like your sleep-wake cycle. And that is so important. Um, Just daily walking and being outside nature has been shown to lower your cortisol levels. So that is important that if you can just commit to 30 to 60 minutes every day and getting outside, that alone will have an amazing impact, not just on your mood and your energy, but your sleep, like that can really go a long way. So definitely support the adrenals for sure. And it's, you know, like I said, not just one thing, it's multiple things. And then with your thyroid, you know, it depends on what your labs look like. If your TSH is really, really high, if your antibodies are really, really high, um, if your T3 is really low, like, yeah, it it might mean that going on desiccated thyroid um, might be helpful for you. Um, Typically, doctors are recommending, you know, levothyroxine or Synthroid, um, and that is only T4. So it's not giving you the active T3. So this is why some women go on Synthroid and like it might work initially but it's not going to actually work long term because they're not getting that t3 support so you really need to work with a practitioner who can help you navigate that and help you to navigate especially like what what medicine or pharmaceutical or whatever is going to be the best to serve you and it's not to say that synthroid is bad you know i don't want to say that it's just that it may not be the thing that's going to best support you where you are. It might be an initial fix and, and, and help, but it might not be the long-term solution. And there's so many other solutions that you can look into. Um, so that's just important to really like, do that research and work with someone who can help you navigate that.
0: So to wrap things up, I want to talk about one of the most important pieces when it comes to hormones, which is nutrition. So as far as nutritional support, what are the best foods to support hormones and what are the worst that we should avoid?
1: Yeah. So I mentioned earlier gluten, dairy, sugar. These are some of the big culprits that we really want to get out of the diet. And gluten does have an affinity for attacking the thyroid. So you really want to be careful with that. Same sometimes with grains, they can also be quite inflammatory and very irritating to the gut. Um, And, you know, we produce a lot of vitamins and minerals and also hormones in our gut. So we really want to optimize the gut because overall our health overall will benefit. So gluten is something that we really want to be conscious of, dairy especially, um, if we, and just any animal products in general. If you're eating animal products, you really want to make sure you are investing in some really good quality um, because otherwise you're getting antibiotics and you're getting hormones and that's not going to serve you. So um, really focus on getting in antibiotic-free, hormone-free, pasture-raised, grass-fed, organic, you know, if possible when it comes to specifically your meats. And um, and then especially if you can tolerate dairy, I mean, some people can. Some people are okay at toler- toler- tolerating dairy, but I find that, number one, it can be very inflammatory. It can cause a lot of digestive issues. And if I have a client that comes to me that also has a lot of skin issues, then dairy is for sure going to be out of the diet. Um, and then sugar. I mean, sugar is going to suppress your immune system. It's going to impact your microbiome and the bacteria in your gut. It's going to slow down your detoxification process. It's going to impact your hormones like your insulin and it's gonna you know cause issues with your blood sugar levels. And if you've got issues going on with insulin, that's going to lead to weight gain because insulin is a fat storing hormone. Um, So we really wanna be conscious of that. So those are sort of the top three to really focus on eliminating. And then there's such an, a variety of foods to choose from. So like I said, if you are eating, you know, animal products, grass-fed, pasture-raised, organic, that's going to be great. And um, wild-caught fish. If you can tolerate beans and legumes, some people can, some people can't. Um, I don't include them as often just because digestively I find I don't do so well with them. Um, and then also vegetables like vegetables are carbohydrates. And I think people forget that. So there's going to be starchier and non-starchier options. Um, but broccoli and cauliflower and cabbage and, and um, you know, kale and spinach, like these are just so amazing. They are loaded with magnesium, especially those leafy greens. They're loaded with magnesium that help your liver to detox. And magnesium is important for your hormones. And I3C, indole-3-carbinol, is what you can find in a lot of cruciferous vegetables, and that is really amazing for hormone detoxification. So that's really important. And they're loaded with fiber, which is gonna help bind to excess hormones in your body and flush it out. So you really wanna get that fiber. It's also gonna be amazing for digestive support, weight loss support, really helping to keep you feel full and satiated. And so there's a variety of vegetables uh, antioxidants from your berries and fruits. I love apples because they are very rich in pectin, and pectin is a great fiber that's really great for detoxification as well and for liver health. So I love apples, and then I love berries. Berries are just really delicious and and loaded with so many antioxidants, which protect you at a cellular level. So there's so much variety. I mean, inside my book as you know, there are 60 gluten-free, grain-free recipes. And I really wanted to provide everybody with as much variety as possible. And those recipes were just like literally birthing a child. I really, there's just like so much energy put into them and they're so delicious. And that's just really what I want to show women is that you can have so much variety and it can be really delicious. And it also doesn't have to be really hard.
0: Exactly. I think people forget that just because they can't have gluten or sugar or dairy, they're like, Oh, what else is there to eat? And it's a lot. You just have to be a little creative or, you know, buy Samantha's book. She did all the work for you already. (laughs) So to wrap up, I want to ask you, I'm always talking about action steps for my listeners. So if someone's listening and they suspect that they may have hormonal issues, where do they start? Like, let's say, you know, do they go get testing? Maybe they're gonna reach out to you. I know you said you do hormone, hormone coaching. So where do they begin with that process?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, number one, it can start right inside their home, right? It can start in their kitchen with their food, start to look at your diet and where you need to optimize. I think it's pretty safe to say that we all know what we should be eating. We just aren't really doing it and doing it consistently. So, I mean, that's a great place to start. Start in your kitchen. Start to, you know, do you need to increase your vegetable intake? You need to get more better quality meats into your diet. And healthy fats as well. Fats are so important. Um, Don't shy away from avocados and olive oil and olives and coconut oil and grass-fed butter. These are so great for you. So, and your hormones need fat to function. So, start in your kitchen, and then start with you know the free tools like sleep and going outside in nature. Those are tools we all have access to. So, that is a really great place to start. And then from there, if you symptomatically, like you have a lot showing up for you, you're feeling very defeated and you are feeling really stuck. That's when it's time to really seek support. So absolutely, women can connect with me. And we have different online programs. We have one-on-one coaching programs. We do hormone testing as well. So we can really look very deep and thoroughly. At women's hormonal health and then we put customized programs and protocols together and you know the success rate is just so amazing and it's so beautiful to be a part of so many awesome transformations. Um, but yeah, it starts in your home and it doesn't have to be complicated. And then it just, from there, it's it's really about just being radically honest with yourself. Like, are you, are you stuck now? Are you trying to do this all alone and you're not getting ahead? If you're going on Dr. Google trying to find all your answers or, you know, like that's when it's time to be like, okay, I got to take this seriously and, and really have somebody who can take this high level view over my health and, and really help guide me. And And, um, and yeah, so we're here to help. And also, you know, the book too, will be a really great help. And, um, we dive into, I dive into adrenal health and thyroid and detoxification and sleep and so many great protocols in the book that, that women can start there too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So where can our listeners find you?
1: Yeah, so I love hanging out on Instagram. So you can always come hang out with me and connect with me there at Holistic Wellness Foodie. Uh, you can also go to my website, holisticwellness.ca, and I do also host a weekly podcast called Healthy Hormones for Women. So women can also tune in there.
0: Awesome! So we'll put all of those links in the show notes, and I want to thank you so much for coming on. This was such a great episode, I think our listeners are going to learn a lot about hormones.
1: Aw, thank you so much for having me. It was so great to be here.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast. If you're looking for free resources to get you started on your weight loss journey, go to www.bsbtribe.com forward slash resources. If you're ready to take your weight loss to another level and work with me personally, I invite you to join the BSB Tribe waitlist. Spots are limited in this exclusive online community, but if you join the waitlist, you'll be the first to know when doors open up again. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you soon.